Welcome back to another edition of the Draft Board Podcast. I am your host, Jordan Reed. You can follow me on Twitter at JReedNFL. That's at J-R-A-I-D-NFL. You can find my work on thedraftnetwork.com. Also, you can find my work at climbingthepocket.com as well. It's been a little while since our last show. Took a little bit of a hiatus. It is the offseason, so I am trying to enjoy some of my off time as well. Took a bit of a vacation last week. Spent some time with the baby girls. Got twin girls, so they're occupying a lot of my time right now. But we're back up and running, and I have a special show for you guys today. have some really interesting topics that I want to get to that are happening, not only in the Twitter sphere, but in the football sphere as well. It is the tail end of the offseason, and I have some important things that I want to address and get to as well. But the bulk of today's show, we'll be talking about Jenga pieces. And what I mean by Jenga pieces is that who are the foundational pieces across the NFL? And what NFL team has the best trio? And this is a question that I put up on Twitter, and there were some really good responses to it. A lot of people had a lot of different opinions about certain teams and there were some arguments on there, but they all were cordial, and I was really happy to see that because Twitter can become a nasty place, but there was none of that during this discussion. But I'm going to have an NFC segment and also an AFC segment as well, just because I want to make sure I get to all the teams that I have highlighted. And there's going to be some teams that I do forget, but these are the teams. I'm going to highlight four teams in each conference that I think have the best trio. And this is not to say that these teams are going to have the best outcome this year or these players have the best career trajectory or career arc or anything like that. But if you take these individuals off those respective teams, I think they will have a precipitous drop-off considering the next person that is behind them on the bench or whoever their reserve is behind them. So with that being said, I want to dive right into this thing. So the first conference that we're going to talk about is the AFC. And starting from highest to least, meaning that we're starting from the fourth team, counting down all the way to my top team, the fourth team, And this may come as a bit of a surprise to some people. I have the New York Jets, and the trio that I have listed is Sam Darnold, Le'Veon Bell, and Jamal Adams. And that third spot, there's a lot of people that you could put in that spot. You maybe could take Le'Veon Bell off, and you could put Leonard Williams, or if you want to go ahead and put Quentin Williams, I'm fine with that as well. There's a lot of foundational pieces on this roster, and even though I don't think very highly of Adam Gase and what he can do with this roster, I don't think they're more of a 7-8 to win team this year but as far as the talent that they do have on the roster I think it is littered with a whole bunch of talent Sam Darnold I think the world of him I think he's going to take a big step in year two after showing some promise during his rookie year Le'Veon Bell who was coming off completely missing last season due to the holdout the contract holdout but he is signed to a lucrative long-term deal with the New York Jets and we'll see how he does end up doing this year I'm really interested to see exactly how he comes back and just speaking of running back this was a bit of a Twitter war uh, between some pro football focus guys and Bucky Brooks just trying to determine the value of running backs. And you could go back and forth with numbers and just mental perception or people that really just go off the perception of the game, which is what Bucky Brooks is doing as opposed to the most the mostly number guys with pro football focus. And there's a case for both. You could say that establishing the run is a good thing. And then trying to wear teams down with body blows over time is just the perception that a lot of people have as far as the value of running backs. We're seeing it with Melvin Gordon, the issue that he has right now coming out that saying that he's going to hold out just because of his contract. And he doesn't feel like he's being fairly compensated, even though he's on his fifth year option going into this year. But that's a topic for another day. Just staying on course with 
this Jenga pieces section, I could go on and on about the value of running backs. We'll have to get into that on another show, but just stand on topic with the New York Jets. You maybe could take out Le'Veon Bell, and like I said, you could put in Quentin Williams just because I think he's going to be a foundational for this piece, even though he hasn't stepped foot on an NFL field yet. I think he's going to end up being a very important piece for this football team going forward, and also Jamal Adams, of course, is another guy that is a foundational piece on the back end of that secondary, and not just the secondary, the defense as a whole, and this team as a whole, he really has become the face of the franchise player outside of Sam Darnold, so I think the Jets have a really good foundation in place, yes, Joe Douglas has taken over, coming over from the Philadelphia Eagles, so they have the right man in charge, it's going to be really interesting to see exactly how he and Adam Gase mesh, just because that was not his selection, as far as the head coach and who he handpicked, so I have a strong feeling that Adam Gates could be in a one-and-done situation if this does not work out, considering the talent that they do have on the roster. And like I said, if this team does not win seven-plus games, I definitely could see them going in a different direction, even though he has only been there for one season. The next team on the list is the Kansas City Chiefs. I have them as the third overall team on this list of AFC teams. Uh, of course, you have to have the MVP, reigning MVP, with Patrick Mahomes at the top. Chris Jones, who I think is a very underrated player along the defensive line, had a plethora of sacks, and I think he had a really underrated year last year. Another guy that's seeking a contract extension as well, so he's another guy you have to include in this trio. And, of course, we've all heard about the offseason turmoil with Tyreek Hill, but you have to include them in this list as well, just specifically talking about trios, not speaking of suspensions or impending suspensions or absences or anything like that, just specifically going off talent. I think that is one of the better trios in the NFL. And a lot of people probably are surprised that I have them at that third spot. Maybe they should be atop the list or even number two, but I think there's some other teams that are better or trios that are better in a sense. But Patrick Mahomes, I mean, another guy I think the world of, he he's the prototype of what you want at the quarterback position and the things that he does are just not normal and that's the reason why he's coming off a 50 touchdown season and he's the reigning offensive MVP and he's going to be the Madden 2020 cover boy this year he has quickly become once Tom Brady leaves or retires from the NFL whenever that may be Patrick Mahomes is going to become the face of the NFL everyone knows that that's why there's so much pub about him this year and a lot of things really have his face on it this year and it's not just Madden there's a whole bunch of endorsements coming his way and that he already has so with Patrick Mahomes he is the prototype at the position Chris Jones another guy that is a prototypical defensive tackle along the interior a fantastic pass rusher as well as a run defender and he's not really a household name for whatever reason across the league but I think that's going to change next year if he doesn't end up holding out and he does end up getting his contract extension he is going to supplant his name amongst the league elite if he has not done that already and Tyreek Hill we already have heard about how busy of offseason that he has had but as far as his on the field production and what he brings to the table he's called the cheetah for a reason just because of the fast option and the reliable threat down the field that he has been for Patrick Mahomes so the Kansas City Chiefs hold down the third spot moving on to the second spot which has been the trendy team of this offseason, and they have very, very high expectations. We'll see if they end up living to living up to it, and that's the Cleveland Browns. The three players that I highlighted were Baker Mayfield, Miles Garrett, and Denzel Ward. And a couple of a couple of those guys really could be interchangeable, especially Denzel Ward. You could put Oda Beckham Jr. You could put Larry Ogunjobi. You could put a lot of other options at that third spot, just because I think outside of the Philadelphia Eagles. This is the most loaded roster in the NFL from top to bottom. John Dorsey has done a terrific job of rebuilding this roster and 
really a 24-month time, two years he's been on the job, drafting Baker Mayfield, drafting Denzel Ward, bringing in Odell Beckham Jr., and a lot of other guys. Olivier Vernon is another example of another guy he's bought in as well. So he has really, really replenished the talent on this roster for a team that really has been starved for talent. And the days of the Sashi Brown experiment seemed so long ago, and now they have really turned all those draft picks into really good players. Nick Chubb is another guy that he drafted as well. So there are some really high expectations for the Cleveland Browns next year. I'm really looking forward to see if they can live up to it. And the AFC North is really going to be tough. The Baltimore Ravens are, are a team that's on the upswing. You know, the defense is always going to be good, even though they lost a lot of key pieces. The Pittsburgh Steelers, I think, are going to be better this year. There's going to be a lot of pressure on them. But Everyone knows the Bengals are going to be the doormat of that division. But as far as those other two teams that I just alluded to, that's going to be a very tough division. The Browns have a really tough schedule, and there's going to be a lot to live up to for first-year head coach Freddie Kitchens. The biggest thing for him is just going to be managing those personalities in the locker room. I think if he's able to do that, I think the talent is going to speak for themselves and it's just going to overwhelm some teams just because of how deep that roster is. And it's not just the starters. The guys behind them are very good as well. So, Cleveland Browns end up in the second spot. And the team with the top spot, I wish I had a drum roll, even though we don't have that on the show. I got to get some sound effects on this thing just to make it a bit better. The Indianapolis Colts, that may come as as a surprise to some people, but it is not to me. Chris Ballard has done a terrific job replenishing this roster. And he had a really good article on the Monday Morning Quarterback this week with Peter King where he just outlined some things that he was talking about, the NFL Combine. And some of the things that we could see in the future and just how he has rebuilt this roster, why he gives credit to his scouts and some of their daily processes that they go through and how he's building this roster up the Colt way is what he said. And hitting on Darius Leonard and Quentin Nelson last year, I think that expedited the rebuild process with this roster. And now Andrew Luck has protection. Their offensive line took a massive step forward last year. And even though they lost in the second round to the Kansas City Chiefs a year ago. I think this is a team that is not going anywhere anytime soon as long as number 12 is under center. They have Quentin Nelson protecting him, and they have a franchise cornerstone on defense. And Darius Leonard, I thought they had a really good draft class this year, and it just goes to show you what Chris Ballard has done with this roster. Ed Dodds is another guy who was his right-hand man that I think is going to be a general manager very soon. And just the formula that they have to build up this roster. I think the trio of Andrew Luck, Quentin Nelson, and Darius Leonard, I think that is, I don't want to say by far, but it is one of the better tandems, trios, I should say, in the AFC. And if you take any of those guys away, I think this roster is very, very poor uh, at those spots. Uh, Not overall, but just at those spots. And that's why I think the trio is the best in the AFC. Before we move on to the NFC, here is a word from our sponsors. Let's talk about sleep. Listen to these studies from Harvard and Johns Hopkins. Chronic sleep deprivation has shown to lead to depression, diabetes, obesity, and cardiovascular disease. We need at least eight hours of sleep. One of sleep's biggest problems is temperature. It's tough to get good sleep if you're too hot or too cold. I want to tell you about the Pod by 8 Sleep. The Pod by 8 Sleep is a high-tech bed designed specifically to help you achieve optimal sleep fitness. It was developed by leading sleep researchers after tracking 43 million hours of sleep. It combines dynamic temperature regulation and sleep tracking to enhance your rest and recovery. It learns your sleep habits and adjusts the temperature automatically. That means if you like the bed cool or your partner likes the bed warm, now you can have both at the same time. 
In a crazy comfortable bed, sleep longer and deeper so you wake up refreshed and ready to take on the world. To celebrate Independence Day, get a free gravity cooling blanket plus free shipping with your pod purchase. A $300 value absolutely free. Visit 8sleep.com slash bluewire. That's 8sleep.com slash bluewire. That's E-I-G-H-T sleep to com or dot com slash bluewire. Finishing up with the NFC, and this is a conference that is absolutely loaded, similar to what we saw last year where the New Orleans Saints and the Los Angeles Rams were battling it out in the the NFC Championship game. We could see a similar outcome this year with two completely different teams just because it really is a toss-up. And this activity really was a toss-up as well because there's so many rosters. But starting at the top with my fourth team is the Carolina Panthers. And I know they struggled a bit down the backstretch last year, finishing the year 1-7, and I believe it was, after getting off to a hot start. The trio that I pointed out for the Panthers were Cam Newton, of course, Luke Kuechly, and Christian McCaffrey, who had a very underrated year last year with a multitude of all-purpose yards, over a 1,000 rushing yards, receiving yards as well combined. So, He was doing his due justice in that offense, running all over the place, catching the ball all over the field as well. North Turner does a terrific job of incorporating him into the game plan, not only as a running back, but as a receiver as well. So I think he's a very underrated player, but the other two, they speak for themselves. They're the face of the franchise. They have been for the past five or so years, ever since they've been drafted in Cam Newton and Luke Luke Kuechly on either or both sides of the ball, I should say. Cam Newton, a guy who hasn't been healthy the past two years, and this is a big season for Cam Newton. He's once again coming off shoulder surgery to his throwing shoulder, so this is going to be a huge year for him and what he can do as far as this team and how much they believe in him going forward, and I think they do have full belief in Cam Newton going forward, but drafting Will Greer in the third round was something just getting some insurance for themselves just in case Cam Newton does go down again this year. Insurance is something that they didn't have last year. Luke Keekley has been a phenomenal player in the middle of the defense. His numbers speak for themselves. He's been productive and a first-team All-Pro pretty much every year since he's been in the league. So those three, they really speak for themselves, the trio for the Carolina Panthers. And outside of those three, there really isn't a whole bunch of talent on this roster. I think they have a whole bunch of B-plus and B-minus players at other spots. But as far as those other guys, I think they are A-level players. And the Cam Newton wins it is debatable, and I think he's a guy that is very underrated, even though there is a lot of mixed opinions about him. I still think he is an A player going forward but durability concerns are something that has arised with him if he can if he can prove or he can prove that he can return to his MVP form I think he is by far one of the better quarterbacks throughout the NFL moving on to the third team is the New Orleans Saints a team that a lot of people thought should have represented the NFC in the Super Bowl a year ago after that debacle on the sideline with the pass interference situation with Nikhil Roby Coleman from the LA Rams but That's a situation or a discussion for another day. The NFL has implemented some rules to help prevent that problem in the future. But just staying on topic, as far as who they have as their trio, I had Drew Brees, Cameron Jordan, and Michael Thomas. But once again, they're another team that could be interchangeable. You could add Alvin Kamara, Marshawn Lattimore, and a host of other guys. This is another roster, Toronto Armstead, and Ryan Ramchek as well. There's a lot of different guys that you could add in this trio, and that's really why I put them on this list because this roster is absolutely loaded. Their draft class from a few years ago that included Ramchek, Marshawn Lattimore, 
and Marcus Williams as well. Getting all of those guys in one draft, I think they hit a home run just because it set the foundation of their team and it really gave the team a facelift in a sense as far as the talent that they needed to replenish on the roster. All those guys have really helped this team really position themselves to, I think, be one of the NFC favorites this year, just like they have been every year. And like I said, they have been one of the favorites in the NFC, and they a lot of people, it was arguable that they should have represented this conference in the Super Bowl a year ago. But whenever you have Drew Brees on the center, you always give yourselves a chance. Yes, they do have Teddy Bridgewater behind him. They gave him a lot of money on a one-year deal to be the backup quarterback there. I think it hovered around $12 million, the final value that they did end up giving him before prying him free from the Miami Dolphins, even though he did go to meet with them this offseason. He did flirt with him a little bit, but it is a huge drop-off from Drew Brees to Teddy Bridgewater. Let's make no mistake about that. Cameron Jordan, Marcus Davenport, those are the two defensive ends that are the starters on the roster right now. But after Cameron Jordan, I think there's a huge drop-off after that. Uh, Michael Thomas, I think the Saints, they really do have a loaded receiving core, but there's none the caliber of Michael Thomas uh, at the top. So those three will be the top of my trio, and that is my third-ranked team. On this countdown, moving on to the number two team, a team that was very disappointing last year and ended up leading to a coaching change, and that's the Green Bay Packers. And I know we say it every year, the Packers seem like a Super Bowl contender, and they always end up falling short. They have been that way since 2010, since they won the Super Bowl that year, I believe it was. But with Aaron Rodgers, another quarterback like Cam Newton that has faced some durability issues in the past, the collarbone from a couple years ago, everyone knows about that with the Anthony Barr situation that happened. But last year, he once again battled some injuries. And there just was a lot, a lot of turmoil in that locker room between him and Mike McCarthy. And it ended up it ended up leading to his exit. Matt LaFleur is now in the building. And injury issues has once again arised already with him. Ended up tearing his Achilles in the basketball game. But with Aaron Rodgers, this is a huge year for him. He's got his money. He's got the big contract. There's huge expectations for the Packers this year just because there's a sense of refreshment around the building. There's no more excuses of the collusion between him and Mike McCarthy and just some clashes going on in the locker room, which is some things that have been reported from some ESPN reporters in the past. But the chemistry seems to be better. They've added Rashawn Gary, who I think could be a hot and cold prospect, but I think he could be an asset in Mike Pettin's defense. And... I'm sorry, I didn't even list the trio with the Green Bay Packers. Let me back all the way up. So Aaron Rodgers was the top guy. Uh, Devontae Adams was the other guy that I listed. And David Bakhtiari ended the trio there. But once again, another team that could be interchangeable. Mike Daniels is another terrific player on that roster. And Kenny Clark is another player. Jair Alexander could be arguable at this spot. Maybe not this year, but maybe in a couple years or after this year, I think he could be the third guy in that spot as well. But this is a team that is loaded uh, their offensive line, I think, is one of the better ones in the league when they're all clicking and together. Uh, they've added they've added Billy Turner, who could be a serviceable guy at that right guard spot. Elton Jenkins, I think, was a really good pickup. Jay Sternberger was a really nice fit in the third round uh, that we could see opposite of Jimmy Graham a lot this year. I think their secondary, now that they've added Adrian Amos, I think could be definitely an added asset. Uh, to what they're trying to do on the back end of that defense. So I think they're loaded at a lot of spots. Now, there are some questions as far as in the middle at linebacker. I think that's where their biggest weakness is right now. Uh, Blake Martinez is a good player. Their sack leader from a year ago, Kyla Fackrell. So this is a roster that does have a lot of talent. But just talking about their trio, you're talking about guys who are at the top of their positions. And Aaron Rodgers 
David Bakhtiari and Devontae Adams, who is sneaking in those top five receiver list. If he is not already there, he definitely could be knocking on the door of that fourth or fifth spot. And some people even already have him in their top three, So, which I have no problems with at all. I think he has the best releases off the line of scrimmage of any receiver in the NFL. But as far as a route runner, I definitely think he should be placed in the top five. If not, he definitely should be at the top of that second tier. But the top team on today's countdown. It is the Philadelphia Eagles. I think they have the most loaded roster in the NFL. You talk about a team that has a terrific two deep. What I mean by two deep is that every single spot, the starter and the backup, they have a notable name and one that is proven. If he is not proven, he was a high draft pick who are they who they are looking to groom. And their draft class from this year is a prime example of that. Starting at the top with Jordan Howard behind him, they have Miles Sanders. With Jason Peters, who is on the final year of his contract, and a lot of people are anticipating his retirement following this year, they have Andre Dillard, Alshon Jeffrey, who is going to be expensive after this year, and they could cut ties with him following the season. They have J.J. Arcega-Whiteside. So with these young guys already on the roster, they have a veteran ahead of him. They bought Deshaun Jackson back, who I think is going to be, I think he's going to have a career year now with Carson Wentz. But as far as the trio that I do have with him, Carson Wentz, of course, spearheads that attack. I actually put Malcolm Jenkins in this trio, even though some people could put Jason Kelsey ahead of him in this, and I ended it with Fletcher Cox. I think any of those four are definitely viable options, and you could even throw in Lane Johnson in the argument as well. But this roster is stacked from top to bottom, and right now they are my favorites to come out of the NFC and represent the the NFC or represent the conference in the Super Bowl as long as Carson Wentz stays healthy, which has been his biggest downfall so far, he hasn't finished the season the past two years, battling that torn ACL and then the back injury from a year ago. So their season really hinges on the health of Carson Wentz, which is really scary to say just because they don't have Nick Foles anymore. They don't really have a proven backup in a sense behind him either, which has really saved their season and ultimately led to them winning the Super Bowl. So with Carson Wentz, if he's able to engineer this attack and live up to expectations, I think this can be the team that represents the NFC in the Super Bowl this year, and if not, winning their second Super Bowl title in three years. So my top four are the Panthers at the bottom, the Saints at the third spot, the Packers at the second spot, and the Philadelphia Eagles at the top spot. So with that being said, that was a really fun activity. I love thinking of little questions like this just to share on the timeline just because I like getting you guys' opinions. I love being interactive and I have so much time to sit around. It's the offseason. I think of questions to ask you guys, and I just want to come back and talk to them or talk about them on the podcast. But I know we haven't had a guest on in a long time. I do have a bit more free time now with the baby girls getting a bit older now. So they're sleeping through the night, which is a great thing. So I'm going to get some guests back on here. And I know you guys maybe have been a little bit bored with some of the past episodes just because it is the offseason. I'm thinking of some really good content to keep you guys interesting, and I promise we're going to get some really good guests on here we're going to get some national beat writers a lot of probably former players just to get their insights on some of the things that i'm thinking about and some of the questions that you guys have but with that being said that is this week's show once again thank you guys for being a loyal and faithful listener this is the draft board podcast i am your host jordan reed i just want to thank you again for listening you can find my work on the draft also climbing the pocket.com thank you guys for listening